subconsciously, they are starving to hear your energy. That's going to help them know that everything's going to be okay. Hey, this is Blake Sloan. I've been selling real estate over 14 years. Our team of highly trained professionals, along with our unmatched marketing, has sold thousands of homes here in the Myrtle Beach area, and this is how we do it. Third, what do you think the third one is? Somebody mentioned earlier. Yes, communication, why? This is the second biggest killer in my opinion. Over and over and over. Specific to the communication piece, what do you think the number one killer is? I think it's just people not picking up the phone trying to text and email their clients and lenders. You know who texts their clients all the time about deals? Millennials. Right? Period. Right? So, super important here. Right? Number one killer communication is space. Space. I'm telling you, this is huge. What's the, the really example I give you guys a lot? Yes, the airplane. Every time I fly, the absolute best captains tell me, hey, look, here's the forecast of today's flight. Here's what's going to happen. Smooth flight, weather 76 degrees. Partly cloudy, whatever it is. May see some bumps. Now, if the captain tells me we'll see some bumps, now do I feel better or worse when I get bumps? Better, because if he didn't tell me there were bumps, all of a sudden we got bumps, what do I think? Oh, we got a problem, dude. Major problem. But here's what I noticed. The more I fly, the less the pilot says, the more I get freaked out. The less the pilot says, the more I get freaked out. So the minute I have bumps and he doesn't say anything or whatever it is, like the best one, I had one recently. Hey, put the seatbelt sign on for you guys. Uh, we got some bumps coming up about five minutes. It'll be done in about 10 minutes. No big deal. So just stay seated for 10 minutes. We'll cut this, the light back off as soon as possible. So then I get the turbulence and guess what I think? No big deal. In 10 minutes, I'll be in and out of here. But he said it up front. When there's space, people spend, tend to think that the whole plane is going down. So when you're not communicating proactively to your people, they think the plane's going down. They think that the seller's screwing them, you're screwing them, you're trying to take their money, lender's trying to take their money. You have to make sure you manage space. Meaning that the less space there is, the more successful you're gonna be in terms of closing. How do I do that? I must be proactive. I must be proactive. If they're calling you, you are proactive. That is the clear denominator, I guess you say. If your client is calling you about the closing, you have too much space. If your client's asking you what's next, what's going on, what happened, you're leaving too much space for them, they're freaking out thinking the plane's going to go down. Why is that? Because they're calling you. If I did my job right, they're not calling me asking me for stuff. You guys with me on this? Super important. They're worried about, is it annoying? Yeah. Does it suck sometimes? Yep. Is it pain in your ass? Yep. But guess what I like a lot more? Money, Money in my bank. Meaning that I don't want to do all this work and show all these houses, write all the contracts for the deal to follow through at the, fall through at the end. So I must be proactive in my communication here. This is number one piece people screw up on. Why? They get lazy and your people feel like you've abandoned them. And all of a sudden, all the emotion from one and two comes in, it shoots to the roof, and all of a sudden, it's hard to stop. Once they turn on you, it's very, very difficult to get them back. 
Very difficult. Because the way they see the world, the way they see you, is now tainted. And everything you do is still going to be tainted. 100%. This also is going to be response. Proactive also means what Barron talked about a minute ago is that you do what? Pick up the phone and talk to them. Why? They want to hear your voice telling them everything's good to go. Everything's fine and everything's going to be okay. They need to hear your voice. They need to hear your reassurance. Subconsciously, they are starving to hear your energy. That's going to help them know that everything's going to be okay. So important. Now, let's say, well, they're texters. What do I say? Hey, Alex, I know you mostly like to text, but just know there could be some turbulence here through getting a deal close. And I just want to make sure that we can communicate clearly because I know sometimes it's hard to understand how the energy and how the, 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 the tonality of text messages are. Is it okay with you if I just call you every time? Yes. Can you make sure you answer the phone for me every time? Yes. Right? That makes sense? When you text people about deals and issues and problems, what happens? They, mis they misread it. They misunderstand it. They, they still get scared. They think, what's he avoiding? What are they not saying? Right? I've got to make sure that I have this piece. I'm very proactively, proactive in my response. So if I'm in a place of fear, right, and scared, and I read your text message in a place of fear, what do I think? The plane's going down. Oh, man, they said this. Oh, that means there must be other things going on there. I tell me about. Right? What's this site you're trying to do to me? But if I go on the phone and say, hey, no big deal. Everything's good. Make sure you're good to go. Everything cool? Yep. All right. Whatever it is. It makes a big, big deal from that scenario. One of the biggest complaints I get from people who are actually clients of yours who call me to complain, what do you think they complain about? Communication. Communication. They got ghosted. They didn't get responded to in time. Took you two days to get back to them. They haven't heard from you. It's always what they tell me they try to get out their agreement. But it's important to understand space kills deals. 100%. Right? Third piece of this. I must get very good at the reframe. What do you think reframe means? Yep. How do I do that? So let's say that they, they get worried about stuff. There's going to be problems that come up. Right? Things that come up, issues that come up. What do you think it is? I need to understand what their negative is and I have to be able to turn that into a positive. Right? Very important. You guys with me on that? The reframe, and also you can make re reframe can be the same one as reinforce. Hey, I know you're getting worked about this. I know you talk to your sister-in-law who's nagging you out, whatever it is. Right? Have you considered you made the best decision you ever, ever can? Right? We're getting you sold so you can move to Florida. We're getting your dream house here. We're going to get you where you can see your sunrises here. Whatever it is, you got to be able to go back and reframe, reinforce that. Last piece of communication is very important. I've got to talk about one thing. What do you think it is? Similar? Next step. What's next? Why? Yes, their brain is craving to understand and know what's next. What's next? What's next? I haven't had my buddy recently. Awesome clients, amazing clients, super smooth. They're wondering, what time we close it? What time is this going? They were like a month out. What time is it closing? Right? So, hey, look, no worries. We got to understand. And here's, I told them, hey, look, here's the deal. I'd be surprised as if this thing actually closes on the day it's supposed to close. 
If it is, that means everything went amazing and I did a fantastic job. But right now with COVID-19 and everything else, nothing's closing on time. So don't even expect it to even close on time. But when we get some final information, a final loan package, the attorney's going to call you and schedule a time for you based on what works best for you. Does that make sense? So, hey, look, looks like we're at this next. We got the, the next we got the loan approval coming up, termite inspection coming up. You know, it happens all the time. You got to tell them what's next. What usually happens for listings, they do a buyer inspection, and all of a sudden they get another request for inspection. What do they say? What is this? Oh, I oh, have my inspection. What is this, right? So we have to say, look, next is going to be a termite inspection. That's going to come through. Don't worry about it. No big deal. Most of our clients don't have any issues. You got a termite bond, whatever it is. Whatever's next, NBD, no big deal. Hey, no big deal. Attorney's gonna call you. We don't need to have a time schedule 35 days out. You know why? Too many things can change. So just know, no news is good news for me. Pre-frame, pre-frame, pre-frame. If I call you, there's a problem, right? Or if Gloria or Heather, who is, they'll talk to you most of the time. If there's a problem, if I'm calling you, we got an issue. So hopefully we don't have to talk too much. But guess what I'm gonna do? I'm going to call them proactive anyways because it makes them feel better. You guys with me on this? Make sure you're in every conversation under contract with what's next. Why? They're going to go crazy and wonder. I've talked about this all the time. The human brain always wants to connect the loop, right? So if I give them enough to give them to loop, they're going to connect that loop. But if they don't, what are they going to do? They're creating their own loop. Search for everything that's also covered in fear. What's going to happen next? Have another inspection, we got a waiting time. They're gonna be submitting their stuff to underwriting or from the buyer side, hey look, what's gonna happen next? I need you to get every damn thing to your lender. If they want a picture, right, of your birth certificate when you were seven years old, you get it, right? Whatever it is. You get them whatever the hell they need. Why is that? Because you don't have $300,000 cash to give the, the seller right now and you're borrowing this money. So you better believe whatever they ask you for, you get it for them. We clear on that, right? Set the expectation here. Because if not, what do they do? They complain to you, well, the lenders asked me for all this stuff. Well, no, because you don't have money to give them. Of course they're going to ask for that, right? Make sure you have that piece there, and it sets their frame what's happening. This is the key piece right here. Last one, outcome focus, also known as win-win, win-win. So key most important piece here. I want to be finish line focused. What do you think that means? Yes. People get so caught up in the now, the chaos, the issues, that they're not finish line focused. So if I have something come up that doesn't really have to do with the finish line, it's not going to be a major issue. I don't let it ever become a major issue. Every conversation I have with them has to be about how we're getting them to the finish line, a.k.a. whatever outcome they want is. You guys with me on this? Super important. I'm gonna combine this with the next one, which is important. I must pick the right battles. This is probably the third biggest reason I see deals blow up. Pick the right battles. Super, super, super important. What do you think that means there? Why is that in here? Number one killer that I've noticed on the listing side, when I'm not dealing with the client, so let's say I'm, I'm representing the seller, deals blow up. You know what kills these deals? World savers. People out there want to save the mantis and shit, right? Oh, every little thing, right? You've had an example of somebody here multiple times. So you made it very clear that the seller's not fixing anything. 
Sold, sold pretty much as is. Very, very, very. Then all of a sudden, repair request comes in with nine plus items, nickel and diamond things. Right? What does that come down to? The expectations being managed, right, on the buy side. Now, is this the first time that happened from you with that agent? Is it the first time? Yeah. No. Did you know it was going to happen before you even went on a contract? That's why I sent him that message. Yep. And so it happened that scenario. But my point is we have people, especially brand new, they become world savers. Which means what? They want to fight over every little thing. Yeah. Very important. You don't fight over a little thing. Why? Because the reality of the market is that shit doesn't matter. They're deal killers. And I got to look inside. Hey, it's deal killer. Am I a deal killer? Right? Well, and I, I talked to Nick about this the other day. He said, well, have this obligation to represent my client. Right? Yes. Do I have the obligation to make sure I micromanage every little piece or is my job to help them get the outcome they have they want to buy, right? I'm still disclosing and telling them, hey, look, this issue's here, but guess what? The reality of the market is it's a fantastic investment. Let's look like a $1,000 problem costs you twenty dollars or $30,000 in buying the right investment. Don't ever let a nickel hold up a dollar. You see this happen all the time. C personality types have this happen really bad. They'll turn a, a molehill into a mountain. Why is that? They obsess over the small things that don't matter. Right? So we always say, hey, look, we're not here to say the mantis, right? I'm here to get the deal done. But deal, deal done fair to my client. And I tell my client openly, hey, look, there's an issue here. But guess what? No big deal because you made the right purchase here. We're getting a fantastic value. Prices are going up like crazy. Right? There's a 5.5 million unit shortage of housing right now. And it's a fantastic long-term outcome buy. So we're not going to worry about small. But a lot of agents get triggered by the other agent. What do they do? They fight over everything. Or, and, I, and I told the same person the same thing. Sent me a screenshot to his client. And he's blaming us and, and agreeing with the guy who is making these crazy stories about it was misrepresented in MLS and all this stuff, which was not true. And he's over here agreeing with the text messages. And all I wrote back is, bro, that's exactly why all your deals fall apart. Period. Why? Because they're not picking the right battles. One, with the other party. And they're not managing the expectations and the stories of the client. And the longer you let these stories go, the bigger the problem gets. But here's the deal. You can see the same patterns. You know certain agents you work with, right, across the spectrum. There are certain ones that almost blow every deal. Mm -hmm. Fighting over small things that do not matter. <clears throat> and you want to ask your client, hey, is this worth you losing this deal for? Because you're probably going to lose it. They believe that they're fighting so hard for this thing. That's why, hey, look, my, my, my job as an agent is not to get the best price for you, the lowest price for you, right? My job is to do what? Get you the absolute best property that fits your criteria at the best deal possible yeah. without blowing it and losing it. Yeah. We have so many buyers that come here, they work with other agents that weren't experienced in this. Other agents blew all the deals for them. They missed out on them, whatever it was. They're frustrated they come to us, right? That's what this product is. And I tell them that, hey, look, my job is not to get you the lowest price. That's why we have a whole giant presentation that says, look, I'm not here to get you the lowest price, but here's the problem. 99% of agents, their only value proposition is what? I'm going to save you the most money. My job is not to save you the most money. My job is to get you the best possible property at the best possible price and make sure you acquire it. Why? I think about the long-term gain for you, which is you're going to make X amount of equity, X amount of rent, whatever it is. I don't want to connect with them on this piece. I connect with them that I'm the expert. 
That's why the presentation, the chart, so powerful. Because that differentiates me to a level I can tell them this, the truth. Which is, hey, we ain't going to ask for this. You want to, I can ask for it. We might as well just blow the deal up now. And you're going to pay more money for the next property. Right? Which is true. Okay? The buyers do not have the advantage. It's a super seller's market. Meaning that the seller doesn't just have an advantage. They have a super advantage right now. Super important to understand. Third piece. This is missed a lot. Is pain versus pleasure. Pain versus pleasure. What do you think this means? I've got to be able to take them back to their pain at any time. Yes. When they start trying to go to the wall pops and the nickel and dime me over some bull****, I've got to have the power to go back to what? The pain instantly. Well, that's a great point you make there, but there's a massive problem that you're forgetting. That you're about to be homeless here in 35 days, and you're here trying to nickel and dime me over this home inspection over XYZ. But why don't most people have this? Why can't most agents do this? They don't even know the pain. How do I know that? Every deal I process every week and never have the pain in it. Only ones that have the pain in it is when Joe writes it on the listing side and somebody has it and puts it in the notes. Now, if I got 20 clients or 30 clients, what are the chances that I go back and access their pain instantly? Zero. That's why you don't do it. That's why you have no leverage in the back end. I have to understand the pain and the pleasure. The pleasure is what they're looking for, why they're moving, but more importantly, what's the pain they're moving away from? Hey, that's no problem. I guess we can really worry about, you know, these plants in the yard, or we can just stay another winter back in New Jersey when you hate it. Uh, pull up whatever portal they're in and say, hey, ooh, they just told me when I met with them that the problem is X, Y, Z. You have to understand the pain, but I have to access this. Why? This is my biggest piece of leverage on the back end. Because guess what they all do? They'll all threaten like crazy to move out until they have fear of loss. Everyone always wants what they can't have. Right? So they want to play big shot, big shot, big shot. We'll back out. We don't need this, whatever it is. Until they what? They lose it. And then all of a sudden they get pissed. They lose it. So no problem. We can let you just back out this deal. You can lose your earnest money. Right? But what I know is when I got people who will walk away from deals with leaving their earnest money even, there's not enough leverage in their pain. If you have people walking off deals... Losing their earnest money, you have no leverage on them. You have to understand the pain. If investor side, what returns you want? How much longer are you going to wait? How much are you going to lose? Right? There's multiple different layers here in that scenario. Oh, the HOA lady at bar says this to me, right? Go back to their pain. It has to go pain to pleasure. Very important to understand that. Right? So what's the note for you guys? You got to make sure you keep the notes and have the leverage here. I taught this 10 times. Nobody does it hardly. Last piece here, very important. Two things. I'm going to re remind them. Two things. Number one is I care. You have to keep doing this from A to Z. Their fears, their emotions, and their stories are trying to justify why you're not along with them with what they want. Get this all the time. Well, I feel like you're working for the seller. Well, I feel like you're working for the buyer. So, hey, well, Joe, the reality is uh, most important thing is I'm doing this because I care about you and I care about the outcome. What I find is most people want to fight so hard about things that don't even really matter, they cost themselves the deal. And so John will be okay without this deal if it doesn't close because I got 15 other ones pending. But more importantly, I'll care about you and I care about the out outcome. So the last thing I'm doing, as you, both, you and I both know, I could care less about the seller. What I tend to find happens is buyers are in your situation, rightfully so, very, very emotional about their purchase. 
and they're scared and they're having all these things come up. They got negative people talking to them and every little thing that pops up, they think is a major deal. My job here is to help you understand it's not a big deal that we can get to this outcome successfully and actually get you what you want. And people only want to know that you really care about them. Now here's the thing, when I'm fighting them on things that they're, they're fighting, they're dumb, it's going to seem like that sometimes. So I'm going to say, look, I care about you. That's why I'm telling you the truth. Joe, most agents can tell you what you want to hear. Like I told you when we first met, I'm going to tell you what you need to hear. Yeah. Why is that? Because I care about the outcome. Right? Very important. Last second piece here is I have to remind them why. Which is also back to the pain and pleasure piece. But I got to do this over and over. Yep. Now, if I don't remember why, I can't do that. That's why more of my deals are going to fall through. Is there one main reason deals fall apart? No, it's a combination of three or four or five things unchecked. And so this framework allows me to have them in a way that are checked that keeps me from having to have those issues.